You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Humby Savetta. All right, so we are in our last week of our 3D series, our 3D church series, uh, and every single week we've been talking about this big idea every single time. We are a, a 3D church is one that delivers, develops, and deploys. So on the count of three, I want you guys to yell, deliver, develop, deploy. One, two, three. Deliver, develop, deploy. Cool. At this point, you guys should like be waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat saying those three words. Like, we have said that so many times over the last three weeks. I don't know if I ever want to say these three words again. So just like, it's, I, I, it's, it's been too much. So we get this idea straight out of the scripture from Matthew 28. There it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of age. And so you can see where we get these different parts, right? So that first part where it talks about uh, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them, that's what we're talking about. We're going to call that deliver, right? Well, really what we, what we want to do is it's just understanding the gospel, understanding the simple gospel that Jesus came down, sacrificed himself on the cross to pay for the penalty of our sin. And through that, through believing in that, we are considered totally forgiven of all sin, and we get to experience eternity in heaven with him. So the second idea is develop. All that is, uh, is what you see right there, teach all the disciples to obey his commands. That's, that's what that is. We want to understand what Jesus said, why he said it, where he was coming from at that point, and we want to learn it and develop it and get a better understanding of it. That's what developing is, and we need to be developed because at some point, we will all be deployed, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So for me, I want to go through my personal process of deliver develop, deploy. So I just kind of want to walk you through my story and, and how I kind of went through all that stuff. So for me, deliver uh, like is kind of fuzzy. I know some people are like, I know the exact day and place and like the song that was playing when I decided that I was believing in Jesus. For me, it's kind of fuzzy because I always had parents and grandmas and grandpas and, and whatever from growing up that were like talking about Jesus and God and how we should have faith in him and how we should just always uh, depend on him and all, all these different things. So uh, growing up in Catholic church, when I went to go do my first communion and they're talking about Jesus, I felt like I just got it already. Like I was like, yeah, cool. Like I get it. I accept that what you're saying about Jesus dying on the cross for my sins. And I believe that like I'm in. So there wasn't like a moment for me. It was just kind of like a period. I, I just don't ever remember not believing or accepting this idea. But it was a really, really long time before I actually started to develop. So I went from like, you know, first grade or whatever when, you, when I made my first communion to like college before I actually started to develop. And it was because I got into this college uh, small group that Doug was actually leading. And so we, we started off as a small group. We, we met and, um, you know, I got to meet some really cool people, people that I consider my friends to this day, um, some of my best friends actually. And so we were able to grow and develop with one another. And as we were getting into the scripture and we were going through life together, it was this amazing thing that we all got to share. And what was really cool was that this, this tribe that we had, this, this uh, 
college tribe back then, it just kind of kept on growing and growing. It went from a handful of people to like 20, 30, to where we were like at 50 people all meeting in one room in like living rooms of college students, you know, like we're all like scrunched on top of each other. And, and you know, we would meet late, so we would go super late to like 11, 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes that we'd be having these meetings because we'd be praying for each other for so long. And it was so much fun. But like I said, it was getting so big that, that at some point Doug was like, hey man, we're going to have to actually, uh, you know, break apart, split these groups up. If you want to be a leader of one of these tribes, just go ahead and see me after, after we're done and we're going to pray. So we started praying and that whole time, as Doug started saying it, like I could feel my heart like beating like out of my chest, like, like just going to like leap out of my chest. So, uh, you know, I went and I talked to him afterwards, like, hey dude, I, I think... I, I'm supposed to be one of these leaders. And he's like, cool, I was hoping you were going to be one of the ones. Let's get this going. And so I started leading one of the tribes, and it was amazing. And I continued to develop with these friends of mine, and we continued to do uh, great things and get deeper and deeper into God's word and understand what he talked about, what his commands were, even better. Um, but at some point, I had to, like, graduate from college. Um, so I graduated, and I left, and I actually, uh, I'd been working for this dream uh, job my entire life, my whole life, I wanted to be a sportscaster. And everything I did, I did to actually achieve that. I, did, I worked for that and I actually got it. Uh, right out of college, I got my first job down in Laredo, Texas at KGNS. For those of you that are from there, Pro 8 News. Um, yeah, one person, cool. Uh, then after that, uh, I was there for about a year and a half and I got hired here in San Antonio at News 4. Uh, the NBC affiliate here in town, and I worked in the sports department there. Like I said, this was my dream job, and I'd been working my entire life for everything that I did was to become a sportscaster. And, and at first, it was fantastic. But the further and further I got, the, the deeper and deeper I got into it, the less and less content I was. And I just felt like, man, there, there's, is there something more? I've got to do, some, do something more because I dreamt for this my whole life, and now I'm here, and it's just like, it's not what I, I thought it was going to be. So I remember I, I sat down and I, I prayed that night and I was just like, God, just tell me what you want me to do because, you know, wh where do I go? Is it just a thing? You know, like wh what direction do I need to go? And I remember sitting there, and it wasn't like, you know, I heard a voice and, you know, like clouds opened up and a ray of sunshine and then like birds landed on my shoulder. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was just like an understanding like of a phrase that I got in my soul. And it was this phrase, quit your job. And, and yeah, you know, it was like, this is what I worked for my whole life. Like, this was my dream, everything I've sacrificed, all the things I've done. You want me to quit my job? So I said, okay, okay, um, that, that, that sounds good. And we'll figure this out. And it kind of reminds me of a story uh, that I want to show you guys here in Luke 9. So at this point in the scripture, Jesus is doing his, his ministry. He's, he's been around for a little bit. People know him. He sent out the disciples once. They came back. And he's actually getting ready to send a bigger group of disciples the second time around. And it's at this point that we see this exchange in Luke 9. There it says, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. So then he said to another person, come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. 
But Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. So let's unpack this scripture here uh, a little bit. Because I know some of you in the room are like, dang, Jesus, that was kind of harsh, man. Like, he just wants to go bury his dad. Like, let him figure out the funeral and come back and meet you up. Um, But, like, that's where a little bit of research really goes a long way when you find yourselves in situations like this. So, you know, I started reading a bunch of stuff, and and I found uh, that in their culture of this time, when somebody passed away, uh, what would happen is that they would actually bury that person within 24 hours. Normally, they tried to bury them like that same day because, you know, there's no good place to keep a dead body, especially when there's no refrigerators or like anything. So like they wanted to get them in the ground immediately. And so for for this guy, um, it would be weird for him to be walking around hours after his father passed away while his family's trying to figure out where he's going to get buried, when they're trying to figure out how they're going to split the estate and where land goes and all these different things. It would be very strange, especially in this culture that valued family over almost everything else, for him to have left and go see this rabbi that was walking through town, even somebody as great as Jesus. It would be ridiculous for him to be leaving his family at that time. So, And even then, when you look at the scripture too, Jesus says, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. So it makes makes most scholars believe that the dad hadn't even died yet, that his dad was actually alive, but was like not doing great. So really, what this guy is telling Jesus, he's like, hey, hey, Jesus, I know you want me to follow you. I know that. But like, I've got some stuff to take care of. My dad's going to die, and, you know, we've got to split the estate, and i got to do this, and, you know, the goats need to be taken out, and, you know, like, he's got this list of things that are coming before Jesus is calling him to go out. And that's why Jesus met him so harshly. He's like, no, let those people figure it out. I called you for something greater, which is to go out and preach about the kingdom of God. And... To me, the most interesting part of this story uh, is this. Do you guys know who that ended up becoming? Do you, do you know who, who that was? Well, neither do I, and nobody else does, because we never... <laughs> yeah. We never see him mentioned in the Bible again. He's just that dude that had a dad that was about to die. That's, that's the last time we see him. So he never went to go follow Jesus. Now, for me, I did something very similar in my story. So, you know, I get this word, this sense, this understanding, quit your job. And I said, okay, Jesus, okay, God, cool, I'll do it, but I got to find a job first. Let, I'll go find my job, I'll go find my next job, and then I'll go ahead and quit my job over here Um, And and that's how I'm going to go ahead and take care of this. So I went an entire year of trying to find my own job, my next job. And in that year, I felt less and less content about what I was doing. It just kept on getting worse and worse and worse until finally I got to a point where I would drive up to the office, sit in my car, and I'd have to convince myself to get out of the car to go inside and start working. This was my dream 
job, the thing I'd worked for my entire life, and I was sitting there going, man, how am I going to go in today and do it again? So God had called me to quit my job. So finally, I quit because it just got, it was too much. And I kept on hearing God saying, quit your job, quit your job. It was crazy. Every time I'd pray, I'd be like, hey, God, Timmy has a broken arm over here. Will you just be with Timmy? And I'd hear, quit your job. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, but Timmy over here. And God's like, I know, quit your job. That's what I'm calling you to do. So finally, I quit my job. And, uh, the la- I gave him a month instead of two weeks. So that last week that I'm there, a friend of mine's like, hey, you want to go get some tacos this morning? And I say yes, because you always say yes to tacos. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So we go, we have breakfast. We hadn't talked to each other in a while. He's like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, funny story. Remember that job that I dreamt of my whole life? Well, this is my last week. I quit. And he was like, oh, man, that's crazy. Well, why don't you come and hang out with us for a while, and you can just kind of, while you're in between things, and just see how it goes, and maybe you can just help us out. Well, that friend of mine worked at the church doing videos, and that's how I started doing contract videos for the church, and that actually led me to here. And so that's kind of like my journey. So today, for all of you, I want you to consider today your call. I want you to consider and know that you all have a purpose in the body of Christ. Now, I, I don't want you to start freaking out like, you're like, dude, uh, yeah, okay, I've got a purpose, so I've got to like start quitting my job tomorrow, and <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not the case, okay? We, we want you guys to quit your job, or to keep your job, unless God is calling you to quit your job, which is totally possible. Um, so that was my journey. And the thing with that is like, it didn't all happen at one time, right? It wasn't like quit your job and then you, you go to the end. It was like a small step and a small step and so on and so forth. It was just taking one extra step. You know, it was quit your job, then contract video stuff, at the church. Then it was like part-time producing uh, here. Then I went to like full-time producing. Then it went to doing announcement videos. Then it went to, you know, Doug telling me like, hey man, maybe seminary is a good thing for you to start going to. Then it went to, uh, you know, doing part of a sermon with Doug. Then it went to doing my own sermon on my own. Then it went to me being totally ordained. It wasn't just like one giant leap from me quitting my job all the way to pastor. Because I will tell you this, this is 100% honesty. If that day God gave me the word and he said, Humby, quit your job, go walk into Doug's office and tell him that you're going to be a pastor with him. I would have checked myself into a mental hospital. Because there was no way in a million years I ever would have dreamt that I would be a pastor, like in any way, shape, or form. This was not the plan. This was not what I had set up at all. But I'm here. And yeah. And it's, it's going to be pretty similar for you. God's just going to ask you to take that next step that one extra small step. And I know it's scary, I know it's scary, but being fully developed 
is that, just the next step. And But really, being fully developed is more than one step. Not only that, for all of us, when we get fully developed and we're fully deployed and we're out there, what we're going to learn is that we're not all going to do the same thing, right? Like I said, we're not going to all quit our jobs. We're not all going to end up being pastors. We're all going to probably end up doing a lot cooler things and standing on a stage and, and talking to people. Uh, we're all going to play different parts, and you see that happening in Romans 12. So let's go ahead and read that there. There it says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophecy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So we have all had something put within us by God. He is all, he has given each and every one of us something special. He has put us in a place too. Not only that, he has called us, he has deployed us to be in the spots we are in. There's a reason that nobody else is there at your job, or there's, no, there's a reason nobody else is there in your tribe that has the same set of skills as you. And that's how God made it. The distinct thing that you have going for yourself the distinct advantage that you have going for yourself is that you are you and nobody else is you. God has created you in that exact way to serve that set of people that you are at. So wherever you're deployed, whatever you're called to, don't worry. It's going to be the exact right fit for you. Now, for some of you, if you don't understand where you fit, if you don't know where your spiritual gifts are, we want to help you figure that out. We have been learning and studying and figuring things out. What I've learned personally, too, is that you are not fully fulfilled. It is really hard to be fully happy and understand the full greatness that God has for you in this world if you don't know where you fit in the body of Christ. And so what we want you to help you guys do is find that. So we're going to have a tribe going on next semester, starting uh, uh, early next year, where all we're going to do is get you guys in. We want to help you find your purpose. We want to help you figure out what you were made to do on this earth, and then we want to deploy you. We want to send you out. We want to help you figure out exactly where you fit in the body of Christ. And this is something that we are spending all kinds of time on, and we will be figuring out next year, and it's going to be something that's very excited. We want you to find your purpose in God's kingdom. We want to help you get deployed. Until then, if you're like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what my spiritual gifts are. There's one thing that all of us are called to do. Every one of us that has been delivered, we are all called to tell people the gospel. And you see that here in 1 Peter. There it says, if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see the good when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. So our job is to share our hope as believers. No matter where you've been deployed, even if you don't know where you're supposed to be and how you fit into it, you can share your hope right now. And what is our hope? Our hope is the gospel, that Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, and through believing that, we are considered totally forgiven of all sin, and we get to spend eternity with him in heaven. That is the gospel. 
You have been handed eternity. You have been given the greatest gift that anyone has been ever given, and it's free. Don't you want to share that with people? Don't you want your coworkers to know the gospel? Don't you want your friends to know the gospel? Don't you want your family to know the gospel? We have to share this with people. This is what we are called to do, everybody. If we found out that someone was like giving out Cadillacs down the street, we would get on our phone immediately and be like, dude, come over here. They're handing out cars right now. How much greater is the gospel? How much greater is eternity? We'll talk about a car, but we're afraid to tell people about Jesus. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to talk about Jesus. Now, for some of you, you haven't been delivered yet. You're just learning about this gospel. You're just understanding who this Jesus person is. Now, if you've never started a relationship with him and you're like, I got to do this, you like feel your heart jumping out like I was talking about, like all those things that I'll be saying, I know it and I'm going to buy into it right now. If that's you, let's just all go ahead and bow our heads and pray. Now, if you're one of those people that feels their heart jumping out of their chest and you want to start that relationship with Jesus right now, I want you to pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you for everything. I can't believe you have called me I can't believe I'm actually at a point where I'm talking to you. But right here, right now, I want you to know that I want to follow you the best way I know how. So right here, right now, I'm telling you that I believe you died on the cross for all my sins. I believe that you were the ultimate sacrifice for me. I believe that because of that, I have been made righteous. And because of that righteousness, I look forward to spending eternity in heaven with you. Thank you for your sacrifice. For the rest of my days, I will do my best to find my hope in you. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that right now, I want to invite you to come up and get baptized today, right now. Now, there are some people in here, you guys got signed up to get baptized. If you want to start making your way over here to this side of the stage and our baptism team start coming down, that's totally cool. But if you have not gotten signed up and something just happened right now, I want you to get up and go to the lobby and get baptized. Go talk with them. Today is your day. Right now, Jesus is saying, come, follow me. Come on. Come with me. Don't be the guy that tells him, oh, I'm, you know, next time, next baptism. You know, uh, uh, we're going to do some other one some other time. I've got to call this guy or this lady, and I need, no, 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 no. Jesus is calling you now. Go do it. For some of you, you're like, oh, no, no, I was baptized as a baby. It's all good. No, I want you to make that decision. Your parents made that decision for you. Your parents said, we're going to go ahead and raise them in the ways of Jesus. But today, today is your day 
to tell the world that you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. So as they come up, the band's going to play a song. And what we are seeing right here for all of you guys in the audience that aren't getting baptized today, I want everybody to cheer, erupt, go crazy for everybody that's getting baptized because this is a reflection. This is a picture of the 3D church that we are hoping and dreaming of becoming. We have people who have been delivered that are going to get baptized by somebody who has said that they are going to help people in our church get developed. And then when they come up out of the water, they are saying that they are going to get deployed into this world and they're going to tell people about Jesus. This is the perfect picture of what a 3D church looks like. So right now as the band starts to play, let's celebrate this amazing time of baptisms. Thank you, Father. We are totally overwhelmed by the amazing things that you are doing here. Thank you for continuing to deliver people here and call them to you. We are so grateful. Just to even see it is a spectacular gift. Thank you for that. We pray that you would continue to shine your glory into all of our lives for the rest of our days. And we pray all of these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.